0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast episode 108, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe and the Netflix. A sacred number of Vishnu. Numbers are bad.
1: <laughs> Vishnu.
0: Fanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 108. My name is Connor. I'm here with... Ron. And I'm Josh. And we are a fanboy. We like comic books. We read comic books. And every week we read a bunch of them. And one of us picks the best one they read and writes about it on the website. And we talk about it on this podcast, along with other books of the week and other topics of interest. But before we get to the show, quick reminder. This is a review show, so we'll be talking about the books of the week. So if you haven't worried about them yet, you're worried about spoilers, pause the show. We should also kind of give another disclaimer that this is
2: right after Thanksgiving. So we might be a little lethargic. Yes. Because we're full. (laughs) I'm sleepy So we might spoil your comics And we might throw up All
3: over
0: the microphone (laughs) That's fantastic Fantastic What the hell is that? I definitely am now Ron is Ron is bulimic uh, now So yeah If you're worried about spoilers Or vomit Press pause (laughs) And come back later Everyone just press pause (laughs) No one's listening right now Josh had to pick this week Josh I had to pick It was a
1: a tough week Because I read a lot of great books Really? Um, Which ones did you read? (laughs) I, (laughs) I thought
0: I thought this was a one week where nothing really jumped out and grabbed me by the throat. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be one of those lesser of multiple evils. I, thing, I, I
1: I had I had a few books that I, um I had to choose between, um and I eventually I went with Powers number twenty seven, which was good, which was really good I thought. Yeah. Um it's 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 hard to judge because, we've made the point that this book's always good, and then the last few I think have been really good, and this one was also really good, and it may have been better. So I don't know if if Powers was in a slump.
2: I think it'll kind of was. It was kind
1: of in a rut. It was Maybe. Sort
2: of, a rut, yeah. bad yeah. word.
0: sort of a rut. But even, and I kind like, of feel
2: like they had a come to Jesus kind of meeting, and they sat down with the issue twenty five, uh-huh. and they said, "Listen, we're fucking up. We're not, you know, like they were distracted with this and that, and they expanded the pages, and I feel like they're rev- revigorated or whatever. that is. Yeah. Yeah. reinvigorated, reinvigorated. But about Josh, you had
0: a great point in your review about how." It's it's really, I think it is the expanded page count that this, allows this, them to tell a better story. Well, when I
1: first heard about this, it was like, we're making it longer, we're making, we're making better it paper, yeah. and, but it's going to be four bucks. And, and I was like, well, that's, you know, one way or another. But what it's done, and, and you see this after the fact, is the book, it, it, I don't I, the art and everything has been given more room to breathe, and, and just things can happen at a pace that I think feels more natural. And I feel like they're getting to do, the, I, I'm guessing they were feeling confined before. Sort yeah. of like, you know. Like Bill Watterson used to talk about feeling confined in the in the Calvin and Hobbes, you know,
0: the four the four panel, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and in this, it just it's just a little change, but it's been enough that it I can't
0: even put my finger on what it is, but
1: it's a palpable. Not energy. just the
0: art, too. I think Bennis is able to write more intricate scenes, yeah. because of that, because he has more space to tell. And them. The and the pacing, he has more chance to let yeah. it
1: let it breathe in. Was there anything specific about the
2: issue that really put it over the top for you, or well, was it just me, more
1: like more like the, the the role that they're on? No, for me actually, what I really liked was I thought that there was a really nice selection of scenes. And it was put together and paced well. I just think it was a well-constructed comic book. I loved the first scene where the police lieutenant, whose name I couldn't find anywhere to save my life. It's probably right on the first page. Um, he gives a speech and he's, dude, like, yeah. you know, he's like, I'm taking over on this case. We're going to fix this because this is wrong and 42 girls have been killed.
2: He repeats it. It ends tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Like I could totally hear that, and it know? was just
1: like that kind of police speech. That if you yeah. like police stuff, like it was just great. And then it goes to Dina, and Dina, we've been thought has been on the edge of being crazy and had lost her way, and she's trying to use her powers now to do good, and, and she wants to help solve the case too, which means that she's still in there. That's still her, and and just there was just all these things that that came to a head, and I loved. So then then you go back to the police station, and and Walker gets called up to the roof, and it's Trip Hammer from an earlier. You know, and who's wanted for murder, and yep. and she, he lets him into the building because his daughter could be one of the people who are killed, and then uh, Sunshine, who's who's uh, Walker's new partner, who we saw earlier is is like kind of working for uh, Internal Affairs, and he's well, she's she's, totally she's monitoring. Yeah, for she's supposed to watch him. over Walker, yeah. and she gets put into this conflicted place, and then they kind of take it to the Lieutenant or the Chief, and he's like, I don't care, like this is. Well, he just wants right to solve right the case. That's right. all he
0: cares about. He doesn't care about anything else. It's mm-hmm.
1: just. It's all these great conflicts that are being brought up, and I just, I, I just had a lot of fun reading this. And I thought that the, the combination of scenes and everything put together, um, some like, like, uh, Dina got all the underworld people to help her try to find who it is, and there's all these pages of these bald the seedy underworld. Are they like Simon's? The, I think they're called. Yeah,
2: those the 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 current bosses, uh, yeah, kind of enforcers type thing. Yeah, so
1: it was just, and it was like three pages of of uh, the murdered girls, you know, the dead girls over and over. And, and and i don't know i just like this is part of the pacing that they can do in this kind of, if they want to spend the time drawing those pages to make these kind of effects
0: that scene's not in the smaller book no, no
1: it's not at all and and
2: it almost felt like this when before pre before the page expansion like i felt like the stories were a little rushed and i felt maybe. like they were just kind of getting them out and now it feels
1: much more you know involved and in depth and, and I, I just want to see what happens next yep. then the very last scene is uh retro girl or the new retro girl um shows up and she's walker's protege nobody knows this and she shows up at the police station, and and like the first thing out of Walker's mouth on the page before is is just he's like, "What? What are you like?" He's surprised because he doesn't want to see her there, and because superheroes, are illegal. Yep. And and I really feel like with the trip hammer scene earlier and this one, it's gonna there's gonna be a shift, and it's gonna end up more like like a Batman Gotham type of thing than everybody's illegal, which is neat. Like it's neat to see the world moving. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but that's what it feels like. Right. I don't know. It was just it was just a good No, it issue. was it a was, it was really Great good issue. Yeah, it just
2: continues on. I think I, the, my one only little nitpick is the scene where they're at the school and the teacher or principal or whatever is telling the students, you know, like kind of what the deal is. And they're, you know, typical kind of, it started off really kind of well done, mm-hmm. but then the teacher kind of loses it and yells and. Curses a lot, which I question whether or not the real reality of that, or you know, like. Well, I, if you're I a mean, frustrated
1: guy in a city with a bunch yeah, of kids who aren't paying attention, to anything, right. I think that's I mean, completely legit. I saw lean on the me, but only I mean, problem <laughs> is with this, with that scene that I, and I will say, yeah. I understand that this stuck out is that. Yeah. I, it felt a little like it felt a little like stuck in there. Although, if look really at the very last panel is is, is retro girl. Oh, theater. I understand so that caused yeah. her to do that. She said. He's right. I have to do right. Something. I understood that, and mainly it was
2: just that one word balloon where you know where they said you know if you shake off your self-involved bullshit for two fucking seconds, I feel as if, if a teacher's going to curse. They're going to say either bullshit or fucking, not both. And it really is an But that yeah. is that is yep. the definition
1: of an epic. <laughs> but conversely, that you're just conversely. saying that's how
2: you would talk if right. you were a teacher, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But then on the other side of the fence, um, I love the increased page count because for my money right now I get more time enjoyment out of this book mm-hmm. because the back is now in my mind a must read I hate it I, I, this this well, this
1: this one was really annoying oh yeah. I love it no. I mean
2: and the thing is that it depends on who you are but like in the 90s the Savage Dragon letter columns were the one to read you know, the, kind of the 70s and 80s was more the Marvel letter columns, but this one, like I spent just spent. I skip, of course, this, the Newsarama interview and nothing against Newsarama, just I don't want to read something that's out there. But the between the letters and the commentary and just kind of all the kind
0: of but stuff. This like, was
1: like the the girl who won the contest. One that already yeah, happened, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, but still, I, I don't know. It was annoying. Like her thing was, she'll sleep. But it was like, look how sexified I am, and All I was right. like, great, that's awesome way to be. I'm a 21 year old girl.
2: <laughs> but I'm just enjoying the fact that it's giving. You're getting more than just
1: the story. You know, I like, couldn't care know? less
0: about it. I just feel like it's less. It's wasted pages. Yeah. It could I be, do could read be the story bits pages. at the end to where he talks though.
1: about the stuff that he likes that yeah. he's been doing. I like yeah. that part. I skipped the letters for the most part because. There's nothing. they stupid. It well, in but, but anymore. But the for a th- while, it was kind of funny. But right. no. But the thing is, what I like about it is that not only is the
2: letters, not only is, is the kind of the, the reprinting of you know interviews and whatnot, but then also like at the back, as stupid as they might be, but like the little classifieds and stuff like that. In this day and age where everything's moved to the internet, this is kind of bringing it back to the book and giving a community around the book, which I really like. On so. the well, on the other
1: hand, like yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm losing anything because they're there. Oh yeah, I exactly. don't feel like the book is shortened because of it, so I don't exactly. feel like I'm losing money. So whatever, it's yeah. there and you like it, fine. Yeah. The so. next issue thing. Yeah. Is is grisly. It just says poor Dina and is the toe tag and you're like, What's gonna happen? And I really want the next issue of this now. Yeah. yeah. This was just I thought it was just you
0: know.
2: Well it's, it's a great comic. Yep. Yeah. It's just fantastic.
1: So next.
0: I feel like uh you were close to picking Captain America thirty two. I, I was I very thought, close. I thought
2: it was I, I was actually surprised it was powers. I thought it was either gonna be Captain America or Checkmate.
0: Well You get getting these weeks. Yeah, you I always get Captain America powers checkmate week. Yeah, yeah I seem yeah. to. Yeah. Although
2: because I think I'm the only one who's picked checkmate. How about that?
1: I, I didn't. We're going to talk about checkmate and we'll talk <laughs> about that then. Um, it basically came down to Captain America was really good again, but in the same way, whereas I just felt the powers had elevated a little bit and it had impressed me a little more. Like, it, I thought it was good because we talked about 25, which was also pick of the week, um, and 26.
0: Yeah. Was twenty six picked the week too? No, yep. we t- it yeah. was. Yeah, twenty six. Who picked it? 25, 26, 31, 32 six, thirty one, thirty two. I'm talking. Oh no, we're uh, talking about powers. I'm powers. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Powers. Twenty five was. I had moved on to Captain America. Okay. Right. So right no, but what
1: sure. I'm saying, I'm just sort of ju- you know justifying the two. But uh, I was if, with you. Connor was the one. Captain up. America was 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 great again. But it was it was like another chapter in the thing. I think. Um, and that not in a bad way. I loved this.
2: Yeah. It, it was it was good. And of course, like the, the as we guessed at the end of the cliffhanger of last issue that.
1: Lucky did not, in fact, shoot Sharon in the face. No, well. I, I said,
2: I, I believe I remember I said, I bet he's trying to shoot Faustus. We but, all said that, yeah. Yeah, but right. then,
0: yeah. 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 Well, nope. the, I think was the most interesting, interesting thing about this issue was that Sharon really isn't conflicted. She's not... I like it. She's not totally fake. She's not faking what she knows what she's yeah. doing. It's not what she should be doing. But she's still loyal to Dr. Faustus because of the mind washing. So it, it's interesting dynamic because you don't you truly don't know what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Because at any moment she could snap out of it or she could continue yeah, like on. Did
2: she throw Bucky out of the plane to save him or to, you know, because that's in her mind, you know, or to save Dr. Him. Faustus? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you and don't that know. And was the it. best part I think of the issue. And I like the inner dialogue versus what she's speaking, what she's hearing in her head and mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah.
1: I like it because it shows that she's not um, she's not mindless. Yeah. That yeah. she's been conditioned to think this way. Yeah. And so it shows that her thoughts to her are rational, yeah. but they don't quite seem right. Or oh, it's just fan. This was what's great about this book to me is like there's no main character. Yeah, he's yeah. building this all out of these. He's putting all these substance into supporting characters. And and you don't see that a lot in these comics. I mean, obviously, he had to kill the main character to do it, I guess. But, um, like, Sam, I'm loving Sam. Yeah, the book is 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 Falcon,
0: Bucky, and Sharon Carter. Yep. Those are the three leads of this book. And
1: and it feels fine to me. I I don't feel lacking. I mean, I miss Steve Rogers, but I think you're supposed to. Yeah. Because
0: I really like Fastest Still. (laughs)
2: <laughs> fantastic! I don't know why something about, I just love the dude he's I just, just a Dr. Mindbender yeah, but, but with hair <laughs> yeah. it's like great and um, the scene where Bucky breaks away when, but with his arms strapped down with adamantium you know mm-hmm. whatever uh, whatever that is, straight jacket type thing I, I read that and that, that action sequence I was like that is badass so Yeah, well, Upting
0: is getting better with this, like every the,
2: issue
1: the, yeah. the art on this one was specific, was very strong yeah I mean just beautiful action scenes and just everything oh. this, was a, this was a great issue but I think you're even hearing it now. Like we don't really have a hell of a lot to say about it. There isn't. So that's one of the reasons it wasn't the pick. The other, the other thing
0: is, there's a slight feeling is of. Parliament in this issue, I'm no. Tony Stark is. is oh, I think yeah. he's in one scene. Oh great! So he gets the cover. Um, I kind of, there, there's a slight feeling in my part about let's move on to the next step now. Yes. I mean, there's been a lot of this sort of intrigue back and forth with with Bucky and Sharon Carter and and Sam for like the last three or four issues. It's been almost the same plot, which has been fine. It's been well written, but it's like. Right, but if you look at the, if you look at the
2: title page, it's the death of Captain America Act Two, Part Two. Right. So mm-hmm. we're into Act Two of the death of Captain America. So I and it's the very beginning. So I am guessing that it's going to start propelling forward.
0: Right. I yeah. hope so. I mean, I'm in, I'm enjoying it, but I'd like to right. see it move on to the next step. Yep. Yeah. Um.
1: I think that that has to do with the monthly issues. It just feels like they're like I want to know what happens next, right. I and mean, it takes a long time in between there. Right. Although they're they're coming out pretty frequently. I mean they are, no, they they are,
2: are they're,
0: like they're like solidly month monthly,
1: yeah, like. yeah. I read the first half of the series oh. in trade and those were like they're page turners. It's impossible. So it's just yeah. like the, the weight in between is excruciating, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So wow.
0: Checkmate twenty was really good, I thought. I yeah. thought it was really good.
1: This was the best issue of this in quite a while. I I,
0: I hate the woman. Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah, but You're how about to. finally
1: seeing her get some comeuppance? We've awesome. been for like two years now, we've been waiting for somebody to be like, you are bad. Yep. And they finally nailed her somehow. And everybody, you know, it was one of those classic things where everybody looked like they had their back to the wall. There's no way you're going to get out of it. And they did. Because he's Mr. Terrific, and
0: you can't outthink Mr. Terrific. He's can. smarter than you.
1: And he's invisible to technology, which I didn't know.
0: I didn't know that either. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, no. he, he can't be photographed. He's like the X-Men in Australia years. They like, were invisible to technology. Well then. Yeah, he, he's – one of his things is he he's – the reason he, he can't be photographed by anything electronics that's why they had to get an old timey camera to catch him mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, I, I think this was clear for uh, this was good for a lot of
1: reasons. I think one of the things that was was nice is that I didn't I wasn't confused in this one at all.
0: No. Whereas in
1: previously in the past a lot of these I've had trouble. The art was very clear who was who and what was what, I just wasn't confused.
2: Whenever they go to the UN and start talking about checkmate the organization Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, normally that's when I start, you know, especially when they're talking about bishops and knights and all the kind of positions and stuff like that. And I think that's really, I mean, I I, I get the the idea of it, but I just, that's the one thing that I tend to struggle with Mm -hmm. is the who is what and all that kind of stuff. But what I loved was that you had the, you had the, you had the field operation going on, and then you had them at the UN side, and you're understanding the political ramifications of what they're trying to do, and the back off room dealings. And you had, you know, really, who are your main protagonists, the Mister Terrific and Sasha Bordeaux, like mm-hmm. in a meeting room yeah. for this issue, you know. But and it was, it was had, incredibly had, tense and exciting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I also really like the, the the rule of two.
0: Or is yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I
1: thought that was that's a really interesting Except way that to it go. Appears
2: that everybody breaks it
1: left yeah, and well, right. So. That's what happened. Well, the rule of two, two is that rules. they can't have yeah.
0: they have an equal number of power to non-power people in the checkmate. Yeah, and the, the the way to get a Waller out is to they found out she's actually powered. And this is a nicely
1: bookended piece because it starts off with that, and then that becomes, you know, a factor in the other part. But the two have nothing to do with it, so There's still more conflict to yep. be dealt with.
0: I um, love this new like rogue Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that he shows up. He showed up in in a very in a similar way in the Outsiders. Like he's he's sort of like this rogue agent for the superheroes who who will go undercover for people. And yeah, and uh, he's just grumpy.
1: Uh, this book all makes you think of three words: uh, "Dead Man Walking." <laughs> <laughs> now, why? Why? I, I don't think this book is long for this world. You think it's gonna get canceled? I don't get a lot of buzz around it. It feels <laughs> like it's very involved, and they—they they haven't. There's been no stunt.
0: Yeah, the, the like, stunt there it was the stunt was the crossover with the other low-selling book. Yeah, but that, <laughs> what's that going to do? you right. know,
1: like they, they would need to cross it over with something else. This is a great book. I I, I just don't think there's enough of a market for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so so d- d- are we officially starting the Save Checkmate
2: campaign? I, well,
1: I don't see how you can keep it going. I mean, the thing is, well, I don't care if
2: you don't if you if you if you don't read Checkmate currently. Go pick up the 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 trades. If you like political intrigue, espionage, you know, like those sort of books. I mean, what kind of books do you think somebody who, you know, would like if they read, if you know,
0: if they read Queen of Country, if they read, if they read, um, kind of mm, the losers, yeah, kind of, kind of, not really.
1: I don't know if there's an audience for this book,
2: yeah, it's and a that's small what I audience. think is the because it's in thing. both of those areas. It's in that kind of like it's you know, such
1: a niche kind of thing that it's like it's superheroes, but it's also very delicately interwoven, and I just don't see people calling for both of those things at the same time. You see, but
3: th-
0: but that's the thing though. It's very complex. You've got to really pay attention every month. Yeah,
2: I mean something like this, where it's not like anything else out there, should be should should be being talked about, and I've it's not because it's bad. Like that's that's what we're saying. It's I, no, great.
1: I've, re- I've heard I, of lots of people who picked up the trade and didn't really get into it. Yeah. And I, I, just think that maybe this, there's not enough of an. Audience, there's not a lot of it? punching. Yeah. There isn't. Oh, there's a big punch on this page. Yes, It's a great punch. Uh, a when, great when, punch, when uh, yeah. Sasha punches the shit out of, out of uh, Waller, which is yeah. great. I got to tell you, I'm just flipping through this now. This art, this is maybe the best art of this series. This so is far. the str- was
2: the strongest issue of the series. Joe right? Bennett, yeah.
1: um, on on pencils, and then yeah. the inker was uh, Jack right. Jadson. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of the earlier issues, they've they've had inconsistent <laughs> pencilers. I that mean, may be mean, the
0: biggest falling of the series is the art. Um, it was too erratic. There's always there's – it seems like there's always a different penciler. Yeah. And I, I, on not this, always you need – because of the – Because they're that guy. So a lot of the faces. R- right. But
1: also just because it's such a complex set of characters and things, you need a penciler who's just clear as day, I think. Yeah. And and this particular issue was just clean and well done. and It was great.
2: And what was what great with this issue is that is that you – like you said, you didn't lo- lose the pace of the story. And, like, stuff actually happened. You saw the operation happen. You saw how it tied in what was going on with the meetings, and then it all came out. Almost, well, this is the end of a – this is the end of an arc. Series. Well, no. <laughs> this, this is the end of an arc. This issue stands on its own, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's it, it's not directly tied to the previous issue before or anything but like that. But you won't
1: get the – if you were to pick this up now, I don't think you'd get the fact – You won't get nearly the – yeah.
0: You won't get the yeah. power of the final scene yeah, true, at all. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, I was really – I mean, I agree with you guys. I thought it was really – We're good. not resigning. You're resigning. So, that was not actual dialogue. Um, I made that up.
1: I don't think either of you guys picked this up, but I picked up Hawaiian Dick. I will be picking up. My store uh, didn't get it it's, so it's, grab uh, it. it. it's a number one, but it's like he does them in series, sort of like Fear Agent does. And I yeah. believe this is the third series. I'm not sure. Uh, it's out from Image, and it's by writer B Claymore and uh, artist Scott Chandler. Recently, on a, on our one of our video shows, we talked about in the same show a B Claymore book, <laughs> Leading Man. And a Scott Chandler on the, same show. the Northwest Passage. And yeah. uh, it turns out that they're working on something together. How about so that? So I thought it's uh, serendipity. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, I didn't expect it like this. Yeah. Because What's the premise it of it? Was, it's a, it's a, it takes place in the 50s, 1954. Um, there's a washed out detective and he lives in Hawaii. And it, it's about like the 50s and, and, and tiki scene and all that stuff. And I didn't expect to like it. I did very much. Uh, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. It's got a look that is uh, uh, the colorist, who is Stephen Griffin, uh, who also is the letter and, co- and the cover artist. He just gave it like this look that makes you, that uses all these tropical sort of colors That's, and things I, like when that. When
2: I opened it up just now, I said to you, I said, oh my God, look at these colors. Yeah. Like, I, was, yeah I was like, is that painted? Is that like, it, it looks really great. Yeah, It looks
1: like just something special. Yeah. And basically, what this story is. And there's a little wrap-up thing, so I didn't feel like I was lost. That first page is like here, are who the characters are, and they did a really good job. And basically, uh, they go to see a, um, a plane flying aviation demonstration, and there's a crash, and a Zero comes from out of nowhere. Uh, and, she was, and this is ten years after World War Two, basically. Right. And so it's uh, and, and but none of the pilots want to mention; they don't want to tell the police that they tell them that the crash was part of the show that went wrong. But nobody mentioned the fact that like a, a Japanese Zero came from out of nowhere. So that's he's a private investigator, and he goes to help them a, It basically just started
2: it's a great setting i mean because in the 50s in hawaii you've got that like world war ii is mm-hmm. still very omnipresent right you know especially with pearl harbor and everything like that you know and like and it's a just from flipping through it it looks like i mean it's it's a genre you know that's yes. not that, that doesn't get that much attention in the comics these days the kind of pi kind of thing but like period piece
1: it look i mean i'm i'm engaged i'm, well, I'm totally gonna go pick it up the thing that's but... interesting about this is that he isn't resting on the on the concept yeah, he. There's a story, and there are characters that flesh out that concept. And a lot of times, when somebody comes with a great concept, that's all you get. Right. Um, and I really get the sense that he's he's filled this out, and he's got a, a sense for these characters. Uh, one of the other things that's interesting is that Hawaii is a is a weird place. I mean, it's a it's part of America, but it's got a whole culture and language of its own, and a lot of that stuff is in this. Yeah. You know, just that. I mean, I'm only sort of vaguely aware of, but I like that it was included. It makes it feel more authentic. And there's actually the only last thing I wanted to mention is there is actually a backup story. By Stephen Griffin, written and drawn about one of the minor characters, Kahami um and it's about her like taking a job in a bar and and mean clients and things like it, it was a really good little backup story i was right. actually i was really into it and it was a great looking story and the art was fantastic i really dug this the the,
2: the cover i thought was really interesting because the cover wasn't a you know, almost like in sim, not not similar in the way it's laid out but similar to the approach like phonogram where it's not the stand it doesn't look like a comp cover you right know, like you know the the logo is in the upper right hand corner which and, may and, hurt
0: know, see i think which that might was, hurt them that's yeah, it's back and i walked right past it on the shelf yeah exactly but, but the,
1: But, I mean, I think that that sort of um, experimentation with covers is a good thing overall. Yeah, I
0: agree.
2: I I think, yeah, I think, unfortunately, I just hope it doesn't hurt them in the long run. I agree. But it did make me want to uh, move to Hawaii and wear um, white uh, A-shirts and Hawaiian shirts over them. I, <laughs> the, um, and, and, I love that. And <laughs> Chancellor, so great. Who, I loved the yeah. art in
1: Northwest Passage, so I was just yeah. glad to see more of his work. This was, this was a great issue. I would, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah.
2: So, um, uh, The Umbrella Academy, number three from Dark Horse, uh, written by Gerard Way and art by Gabriel Ba. There's been some chatter about this. You might have heard it if you hadn't, but um, I spoke to Gerard Way, the writer. Did an interview with him, and you can see it. You can go download it. Go to our feed. and It's uh, going to be the third one down from after this show and talked a bit more about it and figured you know with the with issue number 3 coming out this week it might be good to kind of revisit it cuz I mentioned that I was the only one out of the three of us reading it and it's it's coming together. I remember when I first, the first issue, my thoughts was, is like, I see where he's going with it, um, but I was slightly tentative or whatever. Here we have the first kind of major kind of action piece where there's a um, – basically the whole conceit of the book is that there's a bunch of uh, children with special powers who are brought together by this alien and kind of raised as a group. And their father, this alien who raised them, has passed away, so they've all gathered again for the funeral. And in doing so, they've accidentally triggered off these robots who are programmed to attack – when they come back together, when the group comes back together. So they're in a fairground and there are these robots killing innocents And in this first big kind of big action piece where they're all fighting. And you see that their different powers get used and you see the different interactions. And then you also, throughout it, get some more flashbacks into the past and to understand what has happened and why they are the way they are. And we also get introduced to what looks like was probably going to be the big villain. And it's, it's starting to get a feel. When, at, the more and more you see these characters interact, the more and more you understand what their relationships are like and where you know where the potential conflicts down the road are going to be. So I have
0: to admit I I wasn't at all in, in any way interested in this book when it, when it came out, but coupled with the interview, I'm seeing nothing but good stuff from the people who are reading it, yep. especially on our website and on the forums. Yeah. Everybody who's actually actually buying it seems to really like it. Yep. The only negative stuff I hear is from people who aren't buying it from pre- preconceived notions. So, I'm actually probably now going to get the get the last 3 issues and read those and yeah, and see if I like them. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's the people I trust and, and know seem to really like it, and the interview was, was interesting. So. Yeah,
2: it was pretty much. I mean, pretty much after this issue, and then after talking to Gerard, I pretty much can upgrade me from tentative to a check it out. Like I think
0: it's it's it's. <laughs> Do we gonna have know,
1: an established uh, like yeah. like ignore? <laughs> Maybe if there's nothing else, <laughs> yeah, exactly. check it out. Must have. Must have. It's Why not, don't you have? It's this? not a
2: must have yet, but it's definitely a check it out. If you can afford it, if you can pick it up. I mean, it's is a it... six issue mini. Mm. Um, they're selling they're two ninety nine a piece. Listen, if you yeah. don't
1: buy it, he's a rock star. He's gonna be okay.
2: <laughs> but if you can. But if you if you don't buy it, you're gonna miss out some continually fantastic Gabriel Baar artwork. It looks pretty like, good from this angle. Getting
1: really really good. And the
2: coloring, Dave Stewart's colors are you know Dave Stewart's colors, and so like they're really really good so you
0: see the in-house dark horse colorist now Um, he does some
2: stuff for dc every now and then
0: no he works for he
2: works for all sorts he did um he did that iron man book for joe casey yeah so if you need to um if you need to find issues one two and three of the umbrella academy though you can go to jim hanley's universe which is located in midtown manhattan and staten island in new york they got they're one of the best comic book stores around they've got everything you might possibly need superhero stuff indie books mini comics everything trade paperbacks t-shirts statues We always talk about the porn these well, days. Because they've got a big porn, porn section. Anyway, um, I'm always so,
0: finding Josh back there. <laughs> I was reading for class.
2: <laughs> so Jim Haley's Universe. I got a project where art and literature meet. You can go find them at um, in Midtown Manhattan on 33rd Street, across from the Empire State Building, or at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. Um, when you stop in the store, tell them I fanboy sent you, and you can always visit them on the computer at jhuniverse.com <laughs> on the computer. internet. Uh, or you can Hello. go... Hello. Tap, tap,
0: tap, tap. Computer. Hello, computer. Or you can go to
2: myspace.com forward slash Jim Hanley's universe um, and be their friend and tell them my fanboy sent you and uh, enjoy the wonderfulness of Jim Hanley's universe where art and literature meet. Thank you, Jim Hanley's.
0: Transparent aluminum. Ooh. So, uh, uh, transparent aluminum. <laughs> really quickly, uh, <laughs> New X-Men 44, which is continuing the Messiah Complex Chapter 4. This is the one we were worried about. I was a little worried because I was afraid as they start changing writers, the consistency of the... The first two of, chapters were at Brubaker. The third chapter was Peter David. Yep. This is... Kyle and Yost yeah uh, Craig Kyle and uh, Chris Yost are the writers um, right? I actually and Humberto, Humberto Ramos on pencils I actually really thought there wasn't much of a drop off I mean it, it wasn't as good but it was it was certainly not bad and the only stuff I wasn't interested in was the, char- the actual new X-Men characters themselves half the book was the new X-Men half the book was the other Cyclops Wolverine I, would always, I
2: didn't do an actual page camp but I would say more than half the book was new X-Men I thought well you know what I mean like, I thought the story this was book, two this, plots this was the first one that actually focused on the main characters of the book that it appeared in which I can understand why they would do that, Uh but um, I agree with you, it didn't take away from the the, the crossover, they're continuing the goodness.
1: Why doesn't Ramos stay on a book for very long? I don't know. That drives me nuts. Yeah. I want him on a book for a
0: well, long Well, he's going to be on Runaways with when he's done with his X Men
2: stuff. It's it, yeah. So when after we yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: I just felt like the stuff with the new X Men. I just sort of I read, but I didn't really care. Yeah. So I just sort of skimmed the, past them. But the stuff with Cyclops and and Jamie Madrox, they they dealt with the fallout from Jamie Madrox's clones yeah. going into the future and the, the um, forge and and you know that stuff was all good. So I I was still I'm still on board for this. It's there's one cool. page that was the best page,
2: which is when they show the the strike team of the Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, and Angel sitting in the Blackbird in, our, in our Antarctica. And they're just sitting there in silence. And then Angel's like, something's gone wrong and Wolverine says, relax, elf knows what he's doing, then then you know, like it was just well paced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like the artwork wise, and just like I love when they keep the static kind of panel, then just one thing changes, you know. Mm -hmm. So But yeah, no, it was good. The Messiah Complex rolls on. Still It doesn't make much of that what do you think of that cover dress? I think it's fine. I mean I mean they're they're doing, you know, finch. They didn't finish it. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I want them to be a title, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. But, but they, I get but it. The things they all match. It's kind of like Civil War. It's no, a Civil War approach, so. Dynamic. Yeah. Did,
0: so continuing on with okay, events. So, so every time Detective Comics comes out, 838 number.
2: In this, in this case, number 838. I asked Connor, "Did Paul Dini write this one?" Yeah. And Connor told me this week, "Yes, he did." And it doesn't matter, because I don't know what the hell this comic book's about. Well, I, didn't I didn't buy <laughs> <laughs> I went, like, You, you know win. You I, I, I yeah. want out of this rush Apparently al Ghul this thing. is part three of seven of The Resurrection of Ra's, Ra,
0: Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what I didn't tell you. You son of a bitch. Right. Yeah.
1: I, oh. I saw that. I was like, no. No.
0: Well, well, the biggest problem with this issue was the art. Who is it? Ryan yeah. Benjamin. I don't know who that is. Like Richard Benjamin, the acting star from the 1970s. Nice. Well done. Who should never have been a star? Thing? I'm looking up and over my head right now. I thought it was like a, a Jim Lee knockoff. Way too sketchy. Way too many extreme close ups of faces and things. Yeah. And oh God. Yeah. yeah, I'm showing Josh. It's just it was, it was it was too weird. I thought this was probably this might have been the best one of the of the crossover though. Oh, that's not saying much. Well, yeah, not to you. you. I really enjoyed it. You haven't been ready, reading reading the really? crossovers. It, yeah, you know, I read
1: the first two parts where Robin was the second part, and I just thought I don't really like care. like this
0: annoyed me. Like, all right, here's here's Alfred. And we all know what Alfred looks like. He's a tall, skinny yeah. guy with, with black mustache and black, balding hair. Yeah. All right. And that's that's who Alfred is in this book. Is that Jarvis?
1: Why does he have white hair?
0: He's got white hair. He's stocky, sort of short of and stocky. Colorist. That's the yeah. That's not the artist. Yeah, but he's, he's the drawn the body, wrong. Yeah. That's Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... With a mustache. Oh, yeah. With
1: the wrong mustache. Al- Alfred has a pencil-thin mustache. Yes, that's... he does. Like someone else I might mention. Monsieur. <laughs>
2: Clark
0: Gable? <laughs> no. So I understand why Ron would be confused because you haven't read any of this. Oh, yeah, so I had no idea sense, what that's going on. Yeah, so. I got in two pages. Like, oh, fuck. I don't
2: want any part of this crossover. Yeah. It hasn't. No. You're you're not doing wrong. Interestingly enough, um, if you're a fan of the Flash, f- the Flash number two thirty four by Mark Wade and um, and JH
0: Williams with her. Jay, I mean, Jen, I mean, you know, Freddie, no, Freddie, Freddie Williams, Williams with second. second, second, second. yeah. Williams and
2: numbers after? Anyway, him. um continuing the um, train wreck of the Flash <laughs>
0: title. I thought but... this was actually really good. Oh, you did? Flash okay. 34, yeah. Well,
2: but what I thought was interesting is that it kind of inadvertently kind of crosses over with the Brave and the Bold number eight.
0: Which also featured Wally West and his family written by Mark Wade.
2: Yeah, and I thought the whole idea of Brave and the Bold was that they didn't really tie, they were just team ups, they didn't really tie into anything. And in this Brave and the Bold, Flash teams up with Doom Patrol. Mark but, Wade can't
0: not
1: do it.
2: I know, but what he did was he, Wally brings his kids to the professor guy, of the Doom Patrol, to figure out what's the matter with their powers. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of shocked that the Brave and the Bold tied directly into what's going on Well, what was, was really and interesting I, was you have yeah. the
0: same writer, the same characters, yep. the same week in two books. Yep. And as much as I thought that, Flash 234 was probably the best one of the relaunch. Yeah. I thought he wrote them all better in Brave and the Bold. Yep. It was more yeah. like Wally West in this issue. And, and the kids were not annoying. Yep. And they were actually kind of funny. Yeah. And I, I don't know why in one book they're written in one way and in another book the other way. But yeah, um, it was weird to read them back to back. It's just very, very bizarre. Apparently now Wally's son can
2: shapeshift based off creatures from history. So like he got upset and so he started turning into a monster from prehistoric times. I dropped it. Yeah. I wish I could. I'm shackled. I, I thought not. it was the best one. I, I, thought, the the kids, I mean. thought the kids were pretty good in that one. And really, fla- I don't know, yeah, it's and still, Flash. Yeah, Flash. Still, it's it's painful for me. I don't know why.
0: Um, one of the interesting things they're doing at DC with this whole countdown thing is they're doing these one shot specials following Kyle Rayner, Jason Todd, and Donna Troy as they travel over through the multiverse, and they're basically doing one shots in each a bunch of different spotlighted planets. And they're they're yeah. basically using this as a way to revisit Elseworlds books.
2: Right, and we've talked about this on the video show a bit and stuff. And here, every now and then here is that we we, we mourn the loss of the Elseworlds books, right. but recognize this because they're pulling them into continuity with as as the.
0: And so this issue, they go to the Gotham by Gaslight world, which was the Mike McNola Victoria, Victorian yeah. era Batman Elseworlds yeah. book, which was great. Um, this was really, actually, really good, except for one glaring thing, which I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about in a minute. It, Jason Todd finds himself very much at home in Gotham, and, and in this Gotham, and he seems to relate to this Batman better than the re, yeah. quote-unquote real Batman. Mm-hmm. They, they ter- the, the issue previous to this, they were the Red Rain Batman, Red Rain world. Yeah, and and that's for vampires. I didn't read that one because that Red rating was not good. Apparently, bit Kyle. Kyle's been affected with his vampire blood. I, I, I couldn't hear my <laughs> eye roll, but like it was epic. I was like, oh, it really no, was. it's not bad because all it does is manifest man bats. So they fight. They they team up with. with <laughs> What?
2: It just—it's. I didn't expect to hear that sentence.
0: Man-bat. All it does is manifest Man Bat. That's <laughs> all it It's no big deal. They don't, nobody nobody turns into a vampire. Are they ninja Man Bats? No. no they end up teaming up with Victorian Air Blue Beetle, which was cool. And te- Hello, with,
1: I've got a flying beetle.
0: With with uh, with Batman, they fight, fight off the Man Bats. They and won't. it was really good, except for the fact that on more than one occasion, the word balloons are pointed at the wrong people. You're kidding me? Really? No, at least three times. Oh, that's the letterer's fault. Right? Um, absolutely, a, yeah. but it's the editor's fault too. Oh yeah, for um, catching it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or they, or they decided it had to go out and not. In be some later. cases,
0: you can't tell unless you're really following the conversation and realize that person should not be saying that. In Other cases, it's somebody, so it's like me saying, "Hey Ron, hey Ron, what are you doing?" And that, that's pointed at you, so you're talking about yourself. Like yeah. That that was you don't see that much these days, and that was really annoying. But the big news is the next issue. They're going to the Red Sun world. a uh, Superman Red Sun. Yeah,
2: oh, cool. I dropped this title because I. I well, it's d- not. It's a series of one shots. It's not a series. Yeah, well, the search for Ray Palmer with, with Donna Troy. Those are they series of one shots. Issue one. It's right. A no, they're one series one-shots. of one shots, but with the same characters. Yeah. Y- yeah. So it's like the. I'm only, know, picking, up the, I'm only right, picking up the not I'm only picking up the one that's in,
0: the ones that are interesting. They're not yeah. really. You don't need to. You don't really yeah. need to. Oh,
2: okay. Real quickly, I wanted to revisit um, She-Hulk. She-Hulk number twenty three came out, uh, written by Peter David. It's
0: the Bounty Hunter She-Hulk. Yeah, with cover on that
2: with art by Sean Mall, cover by Mike Diodato. Which has nothing to do with the story. Oh, no, it does have something to do with the story. I'm sorry. It's, it's a does, great it's, cover. It really does. Did, yeah. Yeah, it actually caught my eye. Yeah. And when we last left it, uh, we were kind of confused because it was Peter Davis' first issue, and there appeared to be a She-Hulk that was like the Hulk, She-Hulk, and then there was a Jennifer Walters that didn't turn a She-Hulk who got her neck broken. And we yeah. didn't understand it. I was incorrect. I was under the impression that in at the end of Dan Slott's run, we had two Jennifer Walters, but mm-hmm. I went back and looked, and
0: one Jennifer Walter went back to her universe, and it gets You know hit. what? That what? just goes to show you. Normally when we're wrong about something, we hear about it tenfold. Nobody calls nobody's us. Nobody's reading this book. Right. Well yeah, but <laughs> nobody called us for nobody's reading it. It's one of the other But so but I thought No, was... I think nobody's reading. It. We we hear about yeah, it. True, I mean. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean that's a glaring error. yeah And turns out the cliffhanger or the 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 big reveal at the end of this book is the Jennifer Walters who got her neck broken this was she helped new partner and it was a scroll. You're kidding. I was joking. No, it's a scroll. Oh wow. It's a chick scroll. Lady scroll they hang off my lady's chest. So Apparently, um, so, uh, <laughs> apparently uh
1: Dan Slot is ju- or actually it's not Dan Slot. Okay, okay, well the, my joke is gone. <laughs> okay.
2: So um all
1: the important things are going to happen in books that people aren't reading. Yeah. That's sort of uh, possibly. I mean, that I don't know if this ties into the scroll books, thing. Though, but then why
2: is it a bag? scroll whose friends at Jennifer Walters? Like it's confusing. I don't know. She's green. What's they funny is that now common. now it used to be you could just put a scroll in a story and be like, oh, it's a scroll. And now it's like, shit, it's a scroll.
0: Yeah, now it means something.
2: Yeah, exactly. Could work. Wait, um, into stuff, and then also real quickly another one shot uh, about Franklin Richards came out, and the only reason why I wanted to mention it was because it's themed after Fall, but in one of the stories, uh, Lockjaw is in it, <laughs> and it was kind of funny because they you know kind of had a more comedic kind of look at Lockjaw and how Franklin wanted him to. Um, Teleport him somewhere, but he wouldn't. Uh, he would move. And then so <laughs> to he tries feeding. No, so, he tries okay, feeding good. him. Yeah, it's uh, so I it love was. Lockjaw. It was just funny. I just love it when these Franklin Richards stories when they interact with when he interacts with the greater Marvel universe. Yeah. And then you know there should be more of it. But it was this was these five pages were you know anytime the Inhumans are involved. You know, Big it's fan. Good. Yeah, exactly. So. Except that
1: to, to Lock a scroll. I don't know yeah. if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention really quickly uh, Hellblazer two thirty eight. Uh, ever since Andy Diggle's been on this book, it's been fantastic. You've been loving it, yeah. This is a one-shot, and, and basically, again, if you wanted to just read one issue of this, this is a really good one. It explores the idea of, of the power of urban myths. Like it's the idea, like, they go through this portal, and the more that you believe in these urban myths, and the more people talk about them, the more powerful it makes these demons. And it's that's, just,
0: Yeah, that's common.
1: And it has a lot to do with, like, the underground, hidden parts of London. Apparently, there are rivers that used to be there that aren't anymore. And but I love that aspect of cities oh, and stuff like that. It's, isn't it's it? yeah. such a yeah. great one-issue thing. And yeah. It seems like a book he would be really good at writing. I'm loving this book so much yeah. right now. Um, there's a guest artist, Daniel Zezelge, who does a lot of these uh, Vertigo books and things like that. Just a really good issue again, and if anybody yeah. else there is, is reading, I don't know how they, I don't know how this book keeps being published. Yeah. I don't know who's reading it because I don't think it's comic book readers. I think it's maybe other not.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're reading Hellblazer, let us know. It's all mystics. Send us an yeah. email to contact.ifanboy.com, Subject line: Hellblazer. <laughs> Just let us know. Chime so in. That, We're gonna take an
0: informal poll. So those are the books of the week. No, then I'm gonna have to reply to all to all three of them. <laughs> let's get
2: to the, let's yeah. the listener email. Okay, our first email comes from Stacy from Decatur, Georgia. Yes. Um, who's Decatur? Her, Her father recently expressed a desire to get back into comics. Uh, He was into comics when he was younger, and he had full runs of all the Marvel classics until his mom gave them away while he was in college. Happens to all of us. However, when he started a family, he stopped keeping up. I'm going home for college over Christmas and wanted to have some father-daughter comics bonding time. I've already given him some Ultimate X-Men, which he hated, and Astonishing, which he liked, but felt a little out of the loop. Why is Emma Frost and And X-Man? And to finally get to my question, what would you guys recommend for an original Marvel fan who's been away from comics for a while? Thanks.
1: Well, those old comics aren't gone, and there's all sorts of really nice reprints. If you love the old Marvel comics, there's the the, the Fantastic Four omnibus and yeah. the X Men omnibus, and the, kind of
2: revisit his past. Yeah, almost. there's yeah. that.
1: Um, a book that I'm holding here uh, is the Godland Celestial Edition. If you liked that '60s comics, this is like that, but without the '60s campiness. Yeah, I guess it's just um like the art style will feel very familiar. Tom Scioli is uh basically doing. Like a Kirby thing, it just has that same cosmic feel of those comic books from that time. With Lots
2: of Kirby dots.
1: Yep, it's. A, I think. I think uh, Godland's a great book to look into yeah. for that kind of thing.
2: I would say grab them. I mean, but uh, to get back to Marvel, I would say grab the Captain America on the bus. The recent Captain of Marvel, or Captain America, the Ed Captain Brubaker Marvel. one, yeah. the Ed Brubaker yeah, Captain America on the bus because that is classic kind of Captain America, classic kind of harder well, still, Marvel, I but it's like a little that... more mature and it's a little more evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like so. that's
1: a modern Marvel comic. I mean, I guess it oh, depends yeah, it is, on what he but, likes, but
2: it's an icon. Yeah, no, and eventually, uh, essentially, it's going to be depends on what he likes. You know, I don't,
1: and, I don't get from. The, I mean, I get that he didn't like Ultimate X Men, and and Astonishing, he liked, but he felt
0: out of the loop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know what? You're probably right. Right, I think I Captain d- America. I mean, I,
0: I could, I'd be hard pressed yeah. to recommend a better Marvel book. Right, she gave him X Men books, which leads me to believe he was an X Men fan. So he should he should if he wants to revisit it, he could yeah. check out the X Men. The omnibus just got reprinted. But that's revisiting it. I mean, I mean if, if he wants out. to revisit yeah. it, yeah. You know, know what? Know. That or just avail yourself in the
1: massive trade paperback program and yeah. you know find just some dive of those good stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from the past, but I, I think Godlands. If you were looking for something new, it might yeah. feel yeah. like something like you're looking. It for. It also
2: depends on what he likes. I mean, not to go back to the old tried and true, but like if he was a big fan of Spider-Man back in the they give him a trade of an invisible, suit, invisible suit. He thinks you know. Right. What I mean, if you want to kind of grow beyond the kind of Marvel thing, if he's if he wants that Marvel etched characters, he knows grab the first new Avengers trade paperback. You know, I mean that that's kind of you know Avengers, but you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it, it all depends on what the interest. The is. Thing he has a is, If he, he, famili- like if he, he, if he to- knows who Emma Frost is, mm-hmm. he has a familiarity with the characters. I, but I'm saying
1: he didn't like Ultimate X Men. I bet he won't like that. No,
0: I don't think Ultimate so. I, is not right yeah, Ultimate yeah. X Men's okay. not. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think the uh, it's tough because anything he he's <laughs> gonna dive into in the modern sense, he's gonna have to catch up somehow. Right. He's not gonna be able to understand anything. Man. I mean, he, he there's nothing he can go into without any understanding, so right. he's just gonna have to dive in right. or get the essentials or the Captain America. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Andrew from Texas, he's got a question for each of us, so okay. I'll read the question and we'll answer it. Okay, okay. all right. So Ron, he has, says, you often proclaim your hate of Scott Lobdell. I hate that asshole. But this <laughs> all right,
1: let's, let his work.
0: just But saying. this makes me question what writers besides Claremont you do like. Lobdell held the reins after Claremont from '92 to '97. Then a decent run by Siegel. Then a very subpar run by Alan Davis. The art was nice though. Then Claremont again. Then a weird Joe Casey run. Then an atrocious Chuck Austin run. Then Claremont. Then the current B- Brubaker run. That until Messiah Complex you seem hey, underwhelmed by. So why do you hate Lobdell? What was his arc missing I mean, that the crap f- that followed him had or has uncanny sucked since nineteen ninety two?
1: You like Messiah Complex. This is a fake
0: I like Messiah Complex. This no, is... I said until Messiah Complex. Yeah, oh. but he. Yeah, but nobody says you've seen overwhelmed by it. Oh yeah. No, no, that's no. Correct. You Definitely. seemed un- Brubaker's yes. run until Messiah Complex. You've seen underwhelmed. Oh okay, right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah.
2: This is a fantastic question, and when I read it a couple of days ago, I was just like, damn. Me and Josh are
0: going to put the mics down and walk away for about a half an hour, come back, and <laughs> yeah, going to be in the of this. Well,
2: no, I'm just saying, like, he really summed it up, and I think – I mean, the thing is there's a lot of assumptions in there. He's, he's assuming that he – knows, he knows that I hate Lovedell's work, but he's assuming that I liked him better than the, the people that came after him, and that's not the case either. I hate Chuck Austin just as much as Lobdell. I agree with you. Alan Davis's run was, was very subpar. I didn't like the second Claremont run. Essentially, I think he's right that the title Uncanny X-Men has sucked since 1992. I don't. Yeah, which I don't is, disagree which is amazing, because because
0: yeah. Ron does nothing but bitch and moan about how how it's not any good. Yeah, and how uncanny it should be. Years. Yeah,
2: exactly. Which is crazy. Although I like Joe Casey's run. But now the thing I is, Joe the, run. the thing is, is that uh, it was all right. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't for me fantastic. as a person yeah. who doesn't. It was X-Men good for non-X Men yeah, fans. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I actually know what, know what the thing about Joe Casey's run is I'll go further saying Joe Casey's run was good and I'm pissed that it was so short lived because I wanted to see what that idea how that idea would play out. Yeah. That idea was that big epic idea that could have played out over five years and been awesome.
1: Remind me what the idea. Was. <laughs> it
2: was. The, it, it was the X Corporation. Banshee set up all the all the. They like kind of went right. corporate, and they it had was it was. Gl- it was global. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Which also um, didn't get to finish. But it was really, it was really cool. It was a good take on it, and fucking Grant Morrison fucked everything up. But the thing is, is that um, with his great run, uh, they're, they're, they're <laughs> friends. With his, I know exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you're limiting in that you're thinking that I'm just worried about Uncanny, and that the X Men is a is a is a huge kind of universe of books. And I would say, you know, X Factor in the '90s was good there have been moments of they're mo- using the ex characters there've been moments of what remind me what's so great about them and that's why i firmly believe that Uncanny should be the flagship title of that line, right? But you don't yeah.
0: necessarily disagree that it's been bad since 1992. No,
2: I don't. I don't at all. I, I I think it's been bad since 1992. A lot of people yeah.
1: like the, the Morrison run. I mean, a lot but of people. But that like was a New X Men. That's uh, the well, issue. Right, yeah. That's true. That was but, an, a- an
2: adjective list. Yeah. Like so. the thing
1: is, that's just a word. I I, right. mean, I guess. So yeah.
2: that's why I'm saying it's bigger than. And the thing but is, the right. Morrison run. I was just talking about the Morrison run the other day, and the Morrison run is good for if you're taking. It's 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 good writing. It's good storytelling. For me, as the diehard X Men fan, I didn't like it because of what it did with the whole with the whole universe and the whole continuity They're all like reset that. after it right yeah exactly. so, I mean, so it doesn't matter except so. for
1: by Joss Whedon who decided to go with it yeah <laughs> well just great. aspects of it you know just, what yeah. I think Astonishing makes right. up for, for yes. it, it's gotta make yeah. up, up for let's say one of the Claremont runs and the Alan Davis run <laughs> yeah that yeah. wipes those out maybe
2: the Austin run too i will give that too but Brubaker I like Brubaker's run and I'm loving Messiah complex alright so. Connor
1: you uh, he says I know you refused to speak on Kyle Rayner but we're gonna make you anyway uh, but what did you hate the character himself or the writing that created and then directed him and he predicts that your answer is both.
2: And we're going to walk away for half an hour as he, t- he <laughs> rants about It's really not right? a
0: long answer. <laughs> He's not Hal Jordan. Next question. All right, then. Josh. <laughs> that was really, literally the only reason. It's like yeah. the Vittles thing. Like yeah. Connor no, gets – No, you no, get like an – idea. You put your foot in the sand. I'm not doing it. And I, I admire that. My, I, he replaced my, one of my favorite characters with someone else. So I, don't, I didn't like it. No, that's fine. Right.
2: Josh, if you had to choose only one current Vertigo book to buy, what would it be?
0: It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of good ones. It would be Fables. Right, oh, really?
1: Yeah. More than Hellblazer?
0: Up. Yeah. Because more the, than... Because Fables has an
1: ongoing story, and Hellblazer mm-hmm. is the random adventures of things. Yeah. Yeah. More than Why the Last Man. That's Why the Last the Man's almost over. But it's not
0: over. You couldn't yeah. buy the last issue.
1: Oh. oh. I've been a little bored with it lately. Wow. I mean, just... And I think that, again, um, this is just... It's been going for on trade. a long time. I think if I was reading it in, in, in chunks of trades, uh, it would probably be more... Scalped? Uh, I'm not as invested yet. As, as I think going forward, but I mean I think Fables is is the is the best. I, the what are we? Sixty seven issues, sixty eight yeah. issues in now, and I'm I'm totally. I want to yeah. know what happens. Okay. Um. And it's just a great big universe. So. Sandman. <laughs> <That ended laughs> it's
2: 1992. two. Six. Jump back to my question.
3: <laughs> Here we oh, go. <laughs> my hatred
2: of Scott Lobdell is only shared by my hatred of Ben Rabb, who ruined Excalibur.
3: All anyway, right. okay. Um,
2: our last question comes from uh, David O'Leary from the Republic of Ireland.
1: Whose who's email address actually spelled his name like in Gaelic. David O'Leary. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Josh, do you want to read it?
1: Uh, I, he's just writing from the west coast of the Republic of Ireland, the most beautiful place in the world, I might add. I have a bit of a dilemma at the moment. I'm recently married and find that, the twi- find that the wife is pregnant. Being a huge comic fan, I like to name the child after a comic character. I was thinking Eben, after the boy from the lead character 30 Days a Night, or Aria, after the girl from Jay Anacleto. I don't know who that is. Jay Anacleto's creation. Do you think that these names, or do you think that guys have other suggestions? Cheers, Dean.
2: So this is a question we get every couple of years, yeah. which is um, <laughs> should which I name my kid once. after a car- comic character? No.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I'll see why not? My if
0: point a good of name.
2: view. I mean, the thing is, if he wants to name him Eben because it's not? an interesting name, did he
1: spell it differently than? It no, was it's the spelled the right. Way. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: I wouldn't name him because he was in Thirty Days of Night because it wasn't a very good comic book. But that's just me. But it's a also, good name. So. I mean, he clearly liked it. Yeah. Well, then. So then, fun. So, I mean, it's different. It,
1: it's it's meant a lot to you. I mean, right. the thing is. If you like the name and that's where you happen to see it, that's one thing. Right. But I would think if you're going to name your kid after something from a comic book, you better love that comic book. And I can't imagine anybody loving 30 Days a Night right. that much. Some, Boy, a lot pe- of people do. A lot, a lot of people of, do. A lot yeah. of horror
0: fans love it. There's a difference in naming your kid Eben and then naming your kid Peter Parker Johnson. You know, like. Yeah. you Don't could. do that. You can name your kid the first name of a chemical character, no right. one can know it but you and it's fine. People gonna look Naming at... your kid Oliver Queen Richards is another people are gonna look at my kid really weird when he goes into school and they're like Cyclops
2: Richards? Cyclops thought... Richards and he's like present.
0: I thought you'd be Reed Richards. No, I wouldn't name Franklin Reed. Richards? No, no, no. I know Scott it's... Summers Richards. No, <laughs> we can't name I would our son name
2: my... Kitty Pride. I would name my kid Logan. Logan's a cool name.
1: No, nah, it's played you I know, can't but I... now. Well, no, but there's I mean... There's going to be know. too many 15-year-olds out yeah. there with that name. Not after Gilmore, yeah. Gilmore yeah, sure, Girls. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Uh,
2: I like douchebag. Anyway, so if you have a question for us about what the name of your kid, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Fantastic.
0: Netflix has over 75,000 movie titles with no late fees, and they have free shipping both ways with fast delivery. Plans start as low as $4.99 a month, and there's a two-week free trial if you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Oh, Luke from Denver. What is it that you have to say for us this week? <laughs> Hi, fanboy. This is Luke from Denver. Uh, Recently, I've been uh, picking up a lot more war stories. I read the um, Garth Ennis' uh, war stories thing, and um, I'm planning on picking up the showcase for Sergeant Rock. Um, So my question is, are you guys aware of any other um, books that are about war? Because as sadistic and wrong as that sounds, sometimes they're really good. Uh, Thanks, guys. There's actually... If you if you know where to look. There are some good war comics out there besides War Stories and besides um, Sergeant Rock. War
2: comics are have a great history within the comics industry. Yeah, yeah there's but a not lot recently. from
1: the 60s and 70s. I don't I'm not even familiar with, but I know they exist because I hear people drop the names about them. Right. Yeah. Like, well, the one I was
2: going to say is is the, the the DC just started coming out with the Showcase co- versions of the Haunted Tank, which is about a tank that acts of its own volition. And but it's supposed to be good war stories though. So. I've
1: I've never read these, but uh, mm-hmm. Harvey Kurtzman was famous for doing a yep. Korean War era. And I've seen pages from them. Yeah. I went to a museum exhibit, and like they're gorgeous pages. Yeah. So those are fantastic. If You want to go backwards? Yeah. Uh, current. Uh, there are some that are Punisher some. Born. Punisher Born. The, there's the
0: Punisher books, and there's also oh, the Fury books. Fury Peacemaker,
1: which yeah. came out from Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson a couple of years ago, it was yeah. a fantastic World War II yep. story, regardless of the fact that it was Nick Fury. But no one—I yeah. don't think anyone read it. Yeah. No,
0: Fury Peacemaker was great. Um, if you want to dig and hunt, there is the Nom. Yep, uh, which is Vietnam 80s. comic which was yep. very good uh, ran about s- 70 issues or something like that
2: I go back in the 60s and all the ending the Nick Fury I mean the was, tales. yeah the Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos and stuff like that like there's a Sergeant, lot of those are comics. probably a little yeah, more superhero though no that was Nick Fury was Howling Commandos you're right but, you're right you're right yeah so it's probably a little superhero-y, though. No, no. Those no? Sar- the Sergeant yeah. Rocks, those are war. Those were... Was, uh, yep. Nick Fury was... Nick Fury Rock. Nick-, Nick Fury was Marvel's war guy. I mean, that's like when he appeared in Fantastic so Four. So, priest was... Yeah, yeah, priest Sturanko. Before Turingo gone through to the espionage. espionage. Yeah, All exactly. Right. But even that's good, too. But still, That's you know, not so... war, though. That's espionage. I know, but it's good. It's it's different just, genre. You still read it. U.S. War Machine by Chuck Austin. What? Ah, no. no. Just kidding.
0: Ah. Peacemaker. Yes, that's
1: a good one. All right. Let's get put in our place.
0: Hey, this is Jeff from Texas. Uh, What the fuck? Uh, why wasn't there a World War Hulk uh, number five mentioned? Like, you guys were bashing the series. Not bashing it, but you guys were disappointed with it. And it finally ended, and it was fucking awesome. And then there's nothing. And I know I'm late on this, but I just
2: listened to that podcast because uh, I had problems with my computer. Uh, and also, the
0: century fucking rocks, and I don't give a shit if none of you care about him. I fucking care, and he's badass. Uh, I'm out. But we,
1: but, we, but, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's... No wait, he's back. He's back. Hold on. Here, here we go.
0: Hey, it's Jeff from Texas. Uh, sorry about that last voicemail. Um, I totally listened to the wrong podcast and totally forgot when the issue came out. And uh, I was always on a lot of cheese enchiladas and salsa, so kind of got out of hand. Sorry about that, guys. I love you. Aha! <laughs> we did talk about it. I lo- we still didn't like it. Though.
2: If only everybody who yelled at us about things that were wrong called back and apologized, it would make our life a lot
1: easier. Then at the end. I love you. <laughs> I feel the Yeah, you know So need there's that. nothing really to an answer there. But we were feeling a little too good about ourselves. So yeah. uh, how dare we like those books?
0: Illuminati wasn't that great. Illuminati 5 wasn't that great. It was I. Like black Ball did it. Okay, so what? But now when the Black Ball it switched. Now they're going to go back and and redo the whole history that he was always a scrub. Is that what it is? I'm not I'm not, not feeling all this Bender stuff. He, he, he's not all that great. He just likes to change continuity to fit when he wants to. And Mighty Avengers is always late. Talk about that. That's not right. And
1: for you long-time listeners, you may have noticed that Daryl forgot to introduce himself that time. Oh, Unless there's someone who sounds just like him, but also has a big hate on for Bendis.
2: Daryl was feisty in that one, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, so, you're wrong. Uh, Everybody likes Illuminati. No, nah, that's not true at all. Actually. Really? Like, yeah.
0: Lots of people don't didn't like it for the first two issues. Yeah. I I mean I don't but think he's. Wrong. I mean I could see him having a problem.
2: I don't agree with him, um, but whatever. You know, people don't like retconning. Not not like it. No. Well, I like I mean, retconning. I want a comic just called Retcon, where all they do is retcon. What does that process. stand for? R- re... Retroactive continuity. Yep, that's it.
0: Yep. It's where what you th- <laughs> that was awesome because like retroactive continuity. It's it's what you think you know is true is not true without it's not it's not rebooting it's different yeah, from rebooting. yeah. it's a it's a twist it's like oh uh, yeah uh, that's yeah. yeah all right stop don't go to the just. yeah <laughs> it's got nothing to do with michael lark all
2: right so if you have a, a question for us and want to yell at us about something you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys it's one eight eight eight
0: we are coming into the home stretch of the holiday season the home stretch is just starting well, it's, it's the home Oh, fresh. yeah, I guess so,
2: yeah. So this is, uh, this So is, if you
0: have any comic book shopping or other shopping, any shopping in general to do, ifanboy.com slash store, we put up our recommendations for things that are not only comic book related but movies, TV, as, Anything, but basically. If, if,
1: if you were going to buy something from Amazon, that's a good place yeah, to start. We,
2: we put up our recommendations. We put up the books we talk about on the video show. And as well, you can search for video games, electronics, whatever Amazon has, you can get
0: through
1: there. So And it's a good way to support the show, and you don't have to do anything. Yes, yeah, Because
2: yeah. you're so, going to shop for an Amazon anyway.
0: So. so
1: why not help us? Look, yeah. we're doing the show for you. <laughs>
0: what do we have to do every damn night? Josh, anyway. is, a, Josh is, a, is a witness to this. I have uh, my Amazon stack of boxes at work was knee high. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he
1: pulled like a cord, and it all fell out, and a, a yes. Sherpa but was killed uh, you can go to Poor ifanboy.com guy. and uh, check out the pick of the week review that I wrote this week or uh, any of the other comic book discussion we have we'll put up articles and opinions and things and stuff that's happening and uh, you can go and take part in the the, the talk-ins. yeah
2: and every Saturday uh, episode of ifanboy the video show comes out um, last week we, we were treated to our take on westerns um, Yeehaw And this coming week Next Saturday We're going to be looking at The career of Micro Ringo. So check yes. that one out And that's at Revision3.com
0: Forward slash Ifanboy Or ifanboy Ifanboy t-shirts Can be bought at Jinx.com Slash ifanboy They make a perfect Holiday gift I might, If I might say so myself <laughs> For your whole family <laughs> I don't want this Why do you, <laughs> why, do you <laughs> <me? He's> Ip- <laughs> why do you buy me this? Shut up mom So get a t-shirt For your whole family Take a big group shot Send it into Jinx And they'll send you back Some stickers And send us the picture as well Yeah
1: um, and if you wanted to uh, email us, you can uh, go to uh, contact at ifanboy.com and send us one of these lovely emails, or you could send us a voicemail at 888 fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven. Just keep it sort of short because we won't play it if it's really long, but besides that, you can say any damn thing you want. Well, We is.
0: are on the internet myspace.com, comicspace.com, verb.com, those are all slash ifanboy. We're also at f- on Facebook there's an ifanboy group, and on twitter.com slash ifanboy, as well as individually. Check yes. us out, and um, if you dig the show, you go over to iTunes. You can leave
2: a review. Um, we appreciate when everybody who has left a review and people who will leave a review in the future. Um, so, but most importantly, spread the word. Um, let you know if your friends read comics and don't listen to the podcast, tell them about it. Tell them where to check it out. Uh, we appreciate your help in spreading the iFanboy love.
1: Um, and finally, if if this this year you've found yourself uh, a winner in the stocks, <laughs> uh, and you think, God, how can I repay these guys for? What is now literally years of free entertainment and analysis. <laughs> it really is. What That's can sad. I do about this? And, and I would say, well, you could go to ifanboy.com slash donations and pay me that money. <laughs> you know, we
2: quietly. Eked right by a our two-year two year anniversary. Yeah, we, we didn't did, mention it. We didn't mention it, it was at last all. Partially week. because you were in the hospital, but, <laughs> but that might be. I <laughs> nearly killed yeah. me. So when well, it's was over two years of I fanboy podcasting under our belts, uh, it's been a great ride. So thank you everybody for listening and supporting us. We really appreciate it. So. Remember
1: our first Thanksgiving show
0: it was like the worst show we ever did. It was awful because we remember. were
1: all like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two years it's is why
0: I have to do the show facing away from you guys, yeah. my back to you. <laughs> Another year. We haven't spoken since January of two. <laughs> like off camera, it's just icy. It's horrible. It's... Last year, they both gave me an empty box. Here's your Christmas present, you asshole. This year, the box is going to have a punch in the face in it. <laughs> Better than a cock punch. All right, I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Uh, <laughs> is that real? Yes, it was. He has to have a thing to drink. <laughs> He just introduced... He doesn't know who he is. <laughs>
2: oh, Thanksgiving oh, was a hard on him this year, wasn't it?
3: Thanksgiving miracle. Good <laughs> I... Um...